me. So whether you are aware of it or not, today is actually a special day in the Jesus-centered tradition. It is a day that some call the birthday of the church. So what is that day? Why do some traditions call it the birthday of the church? Well, as Brent mentioned a bit earlier, if you caught it, <laughs> today is called Pentecost. Um, it's the day our tradition honors what Christians say happened roughly 50 days after the death and resurrection of Jesus. Now, the story appears in our Bible in what you might call the sequel to the Gospel of Luke. It's another book written by Luke, tradition says, as the Acts, called the Acts of the Apostles, commonly known as Acts. And the way Luke tells the story, after Jesus died and rose from the dead, he made a number of appearances to people in this like strange resurrected form over about 40 days, and then he went away. Uh, he, it was said he ascended to heaven. But he told his followers, what Luke says was about 120 people at the time, to stay in Jerusalem and be on the lookout for something powerful that was going to happen. And that would be the core to the next chapter of the story that Jesus had been a part of. And then Luke describes what soon happened like this in Acts chapter 2. I'll read it for you. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound, like a blowing wind, like I am experiencing, came from heaven and filled the, ho the house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. And utterly amazed, they asked, well, aren't all those who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native languages? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans, and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, well, they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, addressed the crowd, fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. And then Peter goes on to describe to the people 
how what they were witnessing was connected to the vision that prophets from their Jewish tradition had long held about an era that was to come and how Jesus of Nazareth was a core part of that vision being realized. And upon hearing this and being struck by like the spiritual power that was being released, the story says that thousands of people gathered that day, became Jesus followers, and joined the new spiritual community that was being formed. So that's the story of Pentecost. What's it about? What's happening? Well, an important part, an important bit of background to the story to understand is that this strange event didn't happen on just like any day. It happened during a festival, a Jewish festival that Luke called Pentecost, a word in Greek that roughly means it's connected to Penta 50 because it took place roughly 50 days after the Passover. Another name for this Jewish festival, which is still honored by our Jewish brothers and sisters today, is Shavuot. It's the harvest festival that in this period brought people together from around the known world. So in the midst of this festival in which thousands of people are descending from all of these different parts of the world, on the capital of Jerusalem, we have this group of about 100 of Jesus' closest followers who had been hanging there together in Jerusalem since the last big religious festival, seven weeks before Passover. They have clung to each other through the midst of a very traumatic season. Maybe we can resonate with some of that, right? It had been a traumatic season, but now on this day, something new is happening around them. Now there's a lot that's weird and strange about what happens when the spirit appears in the story, but what I find most fascinating is this arrival of the gift of languages or the gift of tongues. Why languages? What did it mean? It was not simply about communication. The people gathered there, they already shared a common language of Greek. Everyone in that, in that part of the world could speak Greek so that they could communicate with one another. So this gift had to be about something more. When the Spirit of God came that day and caused people to praise God in languages they had never learned, it spoke something deep to those who heard the words. By translating praise of the divine to all these native languages, the Spirit of God was breaking cultural barriers. The Spirit of God was affirming diverse groups of people. The divine was speaking to folks, not just with words that their heads could understand, but words that would ring in their hearts. These languages being expressed, these were the languages these visitors first spoke as children. They were the languages of their dreams. And to hear God's praise sung, not in Hebrew, not in Aramaic, not in Greek, but in their native languages, that would have been a profound experience. Because think about it. These folks hearing their native languages, these are the folks on the margins of the Jewish faith. They are not the majority culture. The burden of cross-cultural work has always been on them in this community. And in one fell swoop, as the Spirit of God comes and brings worship in every cultural expression, a new era is born. 
as this happens, it's like God is saying to every person gathered, this move of God, this expansion of the divine family, this includes you. You are my people, Parthians. You are my people, Medes, and so on, and so on, and so on. I think the reason Luke gives us like such an extended, detailed list of all these people, right, is because he gets how revolutionary this is. The family of God is no longer about those who are in Jerusalem or those who are in Judea or Galilee. This is a whole new day because God takes the initiative to speak the language of all of our hearts, the language of our dreams, and to empower our human family to do the same. Sorry. Go for it. <laughs> Catch it. Friends, I believe the same spirit that empowered that gift of languages is at work in us today when we center and value the gifts and the cultural expressions of the marginalized in our time. Naming with clarity Black Lives Matter, amen? Trans Lives Matter. AAPI Lives Matter. Queer Lives Matter. Children's Lives Matter. Palestinian Lives Matter. Disabled lives matter, elders' lives matter, Jewish lives matter, and so on, and so on, and so on. Amen? At Haven, our vision is to build safe, diverse, Jesus-centered community. But that vision isn't original to us. The Pentecost story reminds us the divine who has made all people in their image has been doing this work of bringing them together, breaking down walls that divide, and creating diverse community from day one. So our sacred story tells us the giving of the Holy Spirit made a way for multicultural community. But there's one other truth the Pentecost story tells us that I want to remind us of this morning. The coming of the Spirit also demonstrated that all people can hear from God. Amen? All people can hear from God. God's not out there somewhere. God is also in here. God is also in here. Remember the words that Peter quoted when he pointed to the prophet Joel. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. That's an amazing idea. And it also rings deeply true. It's the wisdom that mystics across our faith traditions have always received, that the voice of the sacred speaks to us from within. We are vessels of the divine. Each of us can give voice to who God is and what they are doing in our world. It's not just the pastor. It's not just the priest. It's not just the prophet. All of us are invited to hear and share spiritual truth from within ourselves and to speak it in all of our native languages. All of us are invited to hear and honor the divinity that our family members speak, from the eldest and wisest to the very youngest among us. And this is why I think what happened at Pentecost is called the birth of the church because it's the origin story in our tradition for this experience we are here to embody today. Community coming together 
drawn by a common spiritual connection, experiencing the divine in our midst as each of us brings forward the gifts that God has given us to bring. So happy birthday, Haven. We are a part of a bigger story. As we go about the business of living into this next chapter of Haven's life, may this be an encouragement and an invitation to all of us to allow this same spirit that came with power at Pentecost and brought new life to the Jesus-centered community there fill us too with new life and the capacity to see, hear, and experience the divine together. Amen. Amen.